This is the Snug Podcast. In this episode, using technology to fight coronavirus. We've been an NHS near me user for probably about a year and a half now. We're a huge user of e-consults, and that has exponentially gone off the curve over the last couple of weeks. We're really looking for ways to keep both our patients and our clinical staff safe during this time period. GPs are definitely picking this up. Hello, and welcome to another Scottish National Users Group podcast. We are users of IT, and we're all involved in healthcare in Scotland, and we hope you will find our conversations of interest. I'm Andrew McElhinney, a GP and member of SNUG. So, 2020. It has turned out to be very different from what any of us expected. I hope you're all doing okay at the moment. The general practice continues to function in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Lockdown continues in Scotland and elsewhere. Hospitals, GPs and their staff, pharmacists and care workers are all working hard to cope with the implications of a pandemic which has totally changed the world in a couple of months. We want to wish everybody well as they cope with all the current difficulties and changes. Of course, our planned Snug Members Day has had to be postponed from June, but we will continue to support our members and GP practices with newsletters, updates and everyone is welcome to listen to our podcasts as we talk about ways that technology can support healthcare at a time when good healthcare is vital to everyone. Many of the topics we have covered in previous episodes have now become incredibly relevant. We discussed the difficult conversations around anticipatory care planning in our Respect podcast. Practices have had to simplify and develop their prescribing pathways to make it easier for patients to get essential medicines. And the rules around information sharing have been modified to allow vital summary information to be made more available using key information summaries. We've covered all these areas, and it's amazing how the current crisis has accelerated changes and people are starting to use technology in new ways and overcoming previous barriers to communicate with colleagues and patients online to triage and assess problems. Today, we've got a couple of conversations with key people who are on the front line of helping us to develop and use technology. Later on, we'll speak to Karen Hotop, who's working in NHS Forth Valley to promote the use of Near Me for video consulting. But first, we're going to speak to Dr. David Cooper, a GP in Aberdeen and the co-chair of SNUG. Hello, David. Thanks for joining us. How are things in Aberdeen? Um, busy, as I'm sure everybody else is as well. Um, but um, so far, um, we seem to be coping quite admirably. Um, the practice is an entirely new beast that it was three weeks ago, but uh, uh, yeah, just general practice beyond recognition as to what we would kind of be doing normally. But um, thankfully, everybody holding together a great team spirit and um, thankfully uh, seems to be going, um, touch wood, uh, okay at the moment. Well, it's great to get you onto the Snug podcast because um, you're obviously the co-chair of Snug. Uh, yes, yeah, a, a job um, which was... Um, uh, thrust upon me slightly um, uh, a few uh, months ago, but actually um, really enjoying it. It's got me involved in quite a lot of the um, a lot of the conversations at Scottish level around about some of the new um, ITV provisioning and uh, the um, digital transformation boards and things like that, which are all um, very very interesting. Um, again, a bit of hard work and a lot of work to be done just at the moment with all the massive changes in primary care IT. Um, but uh, I have to say. Um, really good fun and quite good to be in the thick of it. 
Well, the other co-chairman seems to spend his time in coffee shops speaking to people. So uh, I'm glad you're doing some work. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Too <laughs> far away from all that up in Aberdeen. So you're a GP in a very large practice. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so I'm a GP at Olmacher practice. Um, 18,500 patients, two sites. Um, yeah, I, I think we're kind of rated, I think, the fourth biggest in Scotland at the moment so far. Um, one of a couple of the big ones up and around Grampian. So we're not alone in big practice in Grampian, but um, yeah, up at the top end. 13 partners, three registrars, and uh, just about everybody else that you can possibly think of within the building. So, um, uh, We've been trying to think about how our IT systems can help us, you know, dealing with the current crisis. Um, can you give us an idea how your IT systems are, are doing that? Um, yes, I suppose we've got a, a lot of new um, things kind of going on uh, and some kind of uh, massive expansions and some of the old stuff. So we've been a kind of NHS near me user for probably about a year and a half now. Um, but ultimately, we were finding before this, the patients weren't overly keen and we couldn't really persuade people to actually use the video consulting, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, and that has um, exponentially gone off the curve over the last couple of weeks, as I'm sure everybody else is. Uh, I suppose we were in the lucky position. We were all entirely set up with all the uh, hardware and the software and all the user setups as soon as um, kind of things started to kind of break uh, for the worst. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly gone. Um, we were not a very keen user of telephone consulting or even triage. Um, and again, that has gone um, exponentially through the roof, as we can imagine. And um, we're a huge user previously of e-consults, um, the, the version from WebGP. But, and again, that has exponentially gone off the curve, basically just trying to function the same as everybody else, um, trying to kind of do as, as much remotely as possible. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're kind of averaging probably 80 to 100 odd e-consults a day now, as well as all the other work. So. Well, I wanted to ask a little bit about how easy or difficult that is to set up, because you've obviously been doing it for a couple of years. Um, yes, yeah, I, I think as a, as a system, it's very, very good. Um, it provides the information that we need very quickly um, and in a, in a kind of logical fashion that, that is kind of... Um, very much in a set pro forma so you know where to look you know how to look and so actually we, we find we can function very quickly with it setting it up i suppose we're now probably three or four years into using it so um we've had a background um of uh how to use it and how to get all the technicalities of getting the e-consult from the email into our workflows and then processing the workflows so I suppose setting up needs all of that. It needs the, the 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 practice to kind of understand how its workflow is going to work and how people's information is coming in, how it's getting to the person that it needs to go to, and then how it's getting back out again. Um, and um, we previously, before um, the last few weeks, have been very much sticking with registered doctors to do the only consults um, because the feeling was we would know the patients better and that kind of stuff. But with the exponential rise, um, we very much just put it now into a, a, an inbox which just continues to grow and grow during the course of the day. And um, as whenever anybody's got any spare time, we're just picking them off now, which, which seems to be working excellently. Um, the patients are... Uh, kind of getting a very good service and the fact they're getting an answer um, to their queries within usually about four hours at the moment 
um, just because everybody is doing it. And we're processing, like I say, to 80 to 100 consults like that, as well as still doing the other work without getting too stressed about it. Um, so thankfully, it's provided a, a much more efficient way of working. Um, the staff numbers required to process them have obviously gone up. Um, but again, just with the fact that um, we've kind of redesigned our whole process of getting into the practice, that seems to have gone very smoothly as well. So, Do patients have to log every inquiry online then? Uh, no, so we still have an open, so it's left to the patients to decide what, what they think would be the best way. So that they would phone up and ask for either a telephone consultation or a video consultation uh, and the staff would guide them uh, um, once they're kind of taking their well the question of what what are you needing to speak to the doctor about if that's more inclined to any consult and to be honest the the, the range of conditions that e-consults will cover um, is massive so uh, and um, so the staff are very much now okay with um, what, what they are and point them in the direction saying well actually yes you could hang on and wait for us to phone you back or you can actually just submit it, and the chances are you'll get an answer faster that way. And again, the patients have uh, the patients have really taken to it um, from that. We're lucky enough to get statistics, so that there's a anybody that uses our e-consults, um, we we get from the company uh, a kind of satisfaction kind of questionnaire that everybody can fill in. And even despite the fact we've probably quadrupled our numbers over the last couple of weeks, and we're still getting kind of the high 90% of satisfaction and people that would use it again. So over time, people get used to using it and you have less phone calls coming in, presumably. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, I suppose the other bonus to it is um, we can spread them, spread the workload to whoever has time to do it. Uh, and the workload can be done at a time when when it is relatively quieter and takes the pressure off the phones if people use that first line rather than coming into the phones. Um, but yeah, so uh, we can kind of schedule times in, uh, and if anyone has a spare five, ten minutes to do a two or three of them, uh, then people are just picking them off at their own kind of leisure as well. So. Yeah, and do you maintain your own practice website, or is that done for you? Uh, so I maintain our own practice website, but there are certainly other practices in and around Grampian that I know of that have got the e-consult system, and they're, they're maintained by other people, um, either their clinical provider or um, uh, other um, kind of professional providers for them but we do our own one well it, it absolutely sounds like the way ahead um obviously moving systems in the current circumstances would be quite an upheaval and i imagine it, it takes time but it, it's great to see you know the example that you've you've got of making it work successfully we, we did an episode on prescribing recently and you were mentioned in that as a champion of serial prescribing um uh, has that been an advantage uh, again, yes, very much so. And in fact, the practice is now that we're we're moving into the kind of new world, away from the CMS into the MCR, whereby we can initiate um, our own practices, um, serial prescriptions without actually having them registered pre at the um, at the pharmacy. Um, we've actually at the practice had a conversation with our local pharmacist because we've got a, a local WhatsApp group now that we meet them relatively regularly because of the old CMS things. And they're actually really keen to get as many people onto this new MCR system or the old CMS system as it was as possible because it allows them um, a lot more um, ability to 
uh, pre-plan their work and get everything dispensing sorted. So, so at the moment, our GPs, again, in another part of our small downtime when we're not actually doing clinical stuff, are actively moving a lot of our patients, even more of them, across to the, the MCR system. But certainly we are definitely noticing less of prescriptions to sign, less queries to, to, to come in. And um, again, the patients generally, the, the large um, uh, proportion of them, like the system and the fact they don't have to remember to phone us to get their prescriptions to then go through all the process um, of having them possibly lost in transit or lost at the pharmacy and um, they just have to leave it all to the pharmacist so again a, another big system that has helped us from our workload point of view yeah and it's it's obviously such a time of of change and transformation but it amazes me how how people are changing and and uh, doctors and patients alike are doing things in new ways so hopefully one good outcome will be that we'll be able to shape general practice in a good way for the future Yes, I agree. Again, a a hot topic of conversation for us up here as well. I think the general practice post this COVID um, crisis will be very, very different to the one before. And I think a lot more technologically enabled and um, a lot more remote working and a lot more um, kind of IT involved. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I, I know you're on an oil and gas day today. Is that right? It is. Yes, yes. What What does that mean? So I, I am also one of the medical directors for one of the oil and gas medical companies. So um, we're currently trying to fix the, the same COVID crisis happening in the offshore industry um, with a lot more complexity as helicopters involved and transport and patients at risk and all that kind of stuff. So um, a bit of occupational health, a bit of remote medicine um, and still a lot of IT. <laughs> listen I'd better leave you to it uh, thanks a million for um, for giving us a few minutes today and I, I hope we'll be able to talk again in the future absolute pleasure thanks so using telephone triage more and e-consults definitely sound like developments that will help sustain and develop general practice in the future now we're going to hear from Karen Hotop who is working in the e-health department in NHS Forth Valley to support practices use video consultations So, Karen, thank you very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. How's how's life? Life is pretty good. It's it's a little bit quiet. Um, missing my colleagues and uh, going in and seeing everybody, but otherwise, it's good. I know it's a strange time, isn't it? Indeed. Would you, Would you be able to tell us a little about your own background and current role? So, I am currently with NHS Fourth Valley. Uh, working with the e-health team. I was also, before I was working with the um, quality improvement team, um, so I've got a strong link between the two of them. Um, My background is actually uh, ecology, so coming a little bit out of left field, but um, definitely found a home here in Fourth Valley. And I work on the technology-enabled care projects, the big one at the moment uh, is, of course, the Near Me Powered by Attend Anywhere, which is the virtual consultations. That's right, yes. So, so Near Me and Attend Anywhere. Uh, can you explain a little bit about what that is? It's a video consultation service that was designed in Australia called Attend Anywhere. Within NHS Scotland, um, we've rebranded it as Near Me, 
And it's specifically designed for patient clinician consultations. It's a secure platform. Yeah, you were saying it's secure and it's approved by the, the Scottish Government and NHS Scotland for essentially face-to-face online consultations, which is, is really convenient for patients who don't have to travel to a clinic. Yes, exactly. It makes it so that patients can um, stay home or if they have a, a, a room that they can use from work, it, it saves them having to actually travel in to their appointments. Um, you know, we, we like to say it's not for every patient and it's not for every appointment, but for those ones where you can save that travel either for patients coming in or for clinicians going out to visit patients. Um, it can save on travel, uh, which is, of course, especially important in the, the current climate. Well, that's right. Um, the situation is, is transformed now because I know we've been offering the service for a couple of years and really up till now, patients were happy just to stick to their normal face-to-face consultations in the surgery or the telephone and they, they weren't very very enthusiastic to use it, but things are so different now, aren't they? I It just, it's overnight things have changed. It's a completely different situation and, you know, we're we're really looking for ways to keep both our patients and our clinical staff safe during this time period. So Near Me has really been able to help in that aspect. Yeah, it's it's transforming the way we do general practice. Uh, we're doing a lot of telephone calls now, seeing very, very few people, unless it's really essential, obviously, for safety. Um, but Near Me now means that we can see people if we need to after telephoning them, you know, so it really does add a lot to what we can do to assess people in a safe way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a nice added value service. So, so what is happening at the moment? I know you've been really busy and uh, you've been getting practices set up. Uh, could you tell us what's happening at the moment? So at the moment, here in Fourth Valley, we have all of our um, practices set up with waiting areas. Um, we're working with practices and NHS Health Improvement Scotland to make sure that um, equipment is provided to make sure that the practices are able to log into their waiting areas so that they can start using it and to embed their processes into the service. Um, We're also trying to work with each practice to have a local administrator for their virtual waiting area, which will, will give the individual practices the ability to add and remove clinicians as needed, to change the waiting room hours, to just do all of that kind of local management themselves, give a little bit of power to the, um, to the practice. Yeah, and I've, I've found in our practice two issues really. One is making the waiting area as accessible as possible to patients, really by using a, a clickable link on the website is, is a really easy way to do it. And then also explaining to the doctors how it works, you know, that they have to go in through Chrome and they have to log in to the system and then they can get into the waiting area. But it it can be a few little uh, hurdles for doctors to overcome to use it properly. Really important one is that you have to use Google Chrome or Apple Safari. And then I I also would suggest making sure that you have a desktop shortcut so that it is just as quick a click through as possible. Um, from the patient side, 
the patients enter from a completely different link. Patients don't have to have logins. They don't need to download anything. Um, so, it, But it's also really important to make sure that the patients have e easy access, as you said. Um, and so we're encouraging practices uh, like yours to have the waiting area entrance on practice websites. And then we also host it on the NHS Fourth Valley website as well. And are practices having any common problems using the system, do you think? I think the biggest problem that's come across is definitely equipment, which is understandable. There's a, a strain across the nation on um, appropriate equipment, and we're ordering as as quickly as we can and then trying to disperse it. But if, if you are looking for webcams, you can get in touch with our team and and we will make sure that we know uh, that you're we needing equipment and get that out to you as fast as we are able. Yeah, that's very kind. I, I think it's also important to, you know, make people aware that they can also use other things like the laptops, as long as it has a webcam and sound and uh, and also even their phones. You know, doctors can use their phones if they're stuck. Some of our GPs are doing that. Yeah, any kind of device that is Wi-Fi enabled and has, again, either Google Chrome or Apple Safari will work with the system. Have, have you got a sense of how much the usage has in, in, increased in Scotland over the past month? It has increased dramatically. Across the country, we've seen a large increase in the use, um, not just for GPs, also for mental health, respiratory services. Um, but GPs are definitely picking this up really well across across Fourth Valley and across all of Scotland. And presumably, once we start using it, we'll hopefully continue. That would be wonderful, yes. <laughs> Part of the work that Health Improvement Scotland is doing is to try to understand how to embed the service into uh, the GP practice routine so that, you know, once... Once we're not fighting COVID-19, then we'll still be able to offer this to, to patients and clinicians. And I think the lesson I've learned is probably that people maybe don't like booking appointments ahead of time. But if you're speaking to them and then you want to connect and see them, that's the, the really useful thing I've found. Uh, if it's a rash or I suppose in the current situation, if somebody sounds breathless and you want to see them, uh, to be able to see them and, as well as listen to them is, is really useful. Yeah, that's a great way to use it. The system is incredibly flexible, so it allows for a lot of um, a lot of innovative ways to use it, and that's that's a really fantastic way in particular. Well, listen, I will uh, let you get back to your real work now. Uh, I want to thank you a lot for giving us your time today um, because you're, you're working really hard to help the practices, I know that and uh, I just want to wish you all the best and uh, keep up the good work Thank you, it's been great chatting and you know, of course, all the best to you and all of the uh, all of the frontline staff who are out there, It's I'm proud to be able to support you guys Thank you very much 
So if you haven't tried using Near Me yet, give it a try. Do let us know if you have any comments or any other good ideas for new ways to use your technology to manage in the crisis. We didn't even mention remote access to systems, or WhatsApp, or Zoom, or Microsoft Teams, or clinical decision support. We can talk about these in future podcasts. Look forward to the next time. Take care. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my corona. I need toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my corona. Don't come any closer, huh? I'll mess you up. I'm just coming in for some white corona. Kroger's full of empty shelves. Ah, what the hell? Yes, I'm stocking up on boxed white corona. Nothing's making sense. No more friends. No more basketball kids. Our home from school. It's raining too. And I'm losing my mind. My corona. My corona. I need toilet paper. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. I'm out of toilet paper. It's my corona.